Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreher. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi. Thank you for joining us today. Woohoo! Today we're going to do our first movie review because we've talked about that we'll do anything on this podcast and, and this is a movie <laughs> that kind of resonated with both of us and it's current right now, although by the time this episode comes out it might not be. <laughs> Yeah, but um, hopefully people will be excited for part two, so it just might. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Dune, in case part two didn't alert you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've I've read the book, and I've seen the old movie from the 80s. I think it's the 80s. What about you? I knew nothing about Dune. I have not read the book. I didn't even know there was um, an older version of this movie until you just said it right now. So oh. I just watched the brand new one on HBO Max. Oh, you didn't see it in theaters? No, no. Oh, because I, I read this yeah. one person's quote where they were like, Dune is too big for your TV. And like, that's possible. Sometimes they make things like Lawrence of Arabia. They're just really widescreen and you can't get everything on the TV. Honestly, I didn't even know it was playing in the theaters. Um, had I known, I probably would have wanted to go to the movie theater. I love movie theaters. I love the whole experience. I've missed them since COVID. Mm-hmm. Like going to the theater was like something I enjoyed doing. So if I had known that Dune was in the theater, I probably would have watched it there. But I just happened to, um, you know, open my HBO Max and I saw this movie. I'm like, oh, let me give it a shot. <laughs> I really knew maybe, nothing about Maybe it. <laughs> it's possible that it's not in your area. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure it could be different by different areas because it's always oh, like that with maybe. what's playing in what areas. Yeah, but to be honest, I haven't even checked. Like, I don't even oh. look at theaters anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love theaters. And I think anyone that says that they're going away and blah, 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 they're never going to go. I don't think so. No, we need the movie theater experience. We need that blockbuster experience outside of the home. Yeah, and so many things. Like, oh, there's an awesome place called Alamo Draft House in Texas. Oh, that, we have one um, here. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the best movie theater ever. And, like, because they have such good food and they're very strict on cell phone policy and... Um, sometimes they'll rebring old movies from like the sixties or something to the screen again. Oh my God. I know because I just, um, you know, I get like these local pop-ups on my phone from, you know, like the local community paper or whatever. And, um, they're playing old Christmas movies this oh. December and I'm so excited. That'd be like, cool you know, to see things Christmas like Christmas vacation, National Lampoons, uh, what else? Anyway. So yeah. And they're at Alamo. So I'm really excited about that. Okay, so Ken, what was your experience of the movie, not having read the book? So I'm easy to please. I'm going to just be straightforward. Like, I'm so easy to please when it comes to movies. Like, if it has action and has adventure, I'm so in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the movie was really interesting. The beginning started out strong. I was following along. I realized that there were parts that um, I felt like needed a little more context, and I and I was, and I figured that there must be something they probably didn't put in the movie, or maybe they just deleted a scene. You know how like your mind is yeah. like, oh, maybe they just got rid of a scene that would have explained this scene. Yeah, I can't give you a specific example now, but because of that, I was like, uh, okay. So some parts of it didn't flow as well as um, 
you know, it could have. But overall, I enjoyed the experience and I just kind of accepted it for what it was. And I made up my own thing to uh, fill in whatever gaps I wasn't understanding. So That's I really good. like the movie. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't like it when people have to be spoon fed everything. And uh, wait, what happened there? I don't get it. What? And it's like it use your imagination or accept. Yeah, just like with life, you can't know everything. And because this is one thing. Um, like from watching a lot of foreign films and something of Je- French and Japanese films specifically, they, they don't spoon, spoon feed you everything. And sometimes the ending is like really sudden. You're like, what? It's, that's the end. And American movies are very compact somehow and very they straightforward. They need to be wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. And have that, like, I wouldn't say happy ending, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, a closed ending unless it's some kind of sequel with a cliffhanger or whatever but even that if you notice they make it seem like it's almost resolved and then they'll put in that easter egg after the credits to show you that it isn't actually resolved yeah, or you know what is I mean? it yeah yeah but uh maybe that's something unique to hollywood the way um they do their movies yeah I like the actors in the i like the actors in dune i thought they all did really great yeah i thought they were really good and I, because I've seen that guy, Timothy Chalamet, in like a few other things before. And uh, so, yeah, he was good. And I don't remember. Yeah, what was he in? Can you tell me what he was in? Because when I was looking at him, I'm like, oh, he's so familiar. But then again, of course, I didn't Google him or his name. Like, my he's curiosity in... ended at the. Well, he, he has a small part in, in Lady Bird. And there's another one called Call Me By Your Name. It's like a European film. I'm not sure oh. if it's in America. I, I haven't seen either of those. I must have seen him somewhere, maybe like on TV or something then. I don't know. Um, but what were your thoughts of the movie? Because you just said you read the book, you watched the old movie, and this new version. Yeah, my thing was, because I just know that the Baron Harkonnen has like this floating chair or something. So here in this one, they had him like floating entirely. It looked like he was suspended by a belt or I don't know. And, oh, um, sorry. I really like the way they made that character because he was so creepy and disgusting. Yeah, he's supposed to be like malformed yeah. and really fat. Ugh. And like here he wasn't as fat. And like in the old one, like he's definitely fat. And like he's supposed to be like just a really gross person. And I like because oh. I don't remember like the so many things like I'm like, wow, the Bene Gesserit and and other things like I need to read these books again. And it is a series. Um, like oh, the, is it okay? The the, main, the first author wrote like three of them, and then his son took over and wrote a bunch more, something like that. And oh, speaking of the Benny Gesserit, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But go on, go on, finish what your point. Was. Yeah, or or Gesserit. I can't. I mean, like, because oh, I yeah. always I always learned that it was Gesserit, but I think they say that in the old movie. I'm not sure, but oh, I, I think okay. for this one they said Gesserit. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But like, just I love these kinds of ideas of something being formed over centuries and plots and stuff. And um, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really well done. I liked the hunter seeker. I remember that thing and the the fear talk and um. But like my two friends that I saw it with were confused and they were like, "What just happened?" Like at the end of the movie. I know, like apparently on Twitter too, because the one went to Twitter like immediately after, and all these people making stupid memes about. Dune, something happened, lots of music or something like that. And it's like, oh, ugh. so I didn't th- I, I guess that wasn't my experience. I was uh, I didn't I, I didn't feel like it was something. Why did was it like they thought it was something bad or just confusing or silly? Or, I guess it was just very confusing to them. Yeah. Like to me, um, even I was trying my best to be open to imagine what a person who had never read the book would um, accept of the movie. And I, I thought it was straightforward. They explain yeah. Things, but also they don't because it reminds me of a, another book series that I've read where when they just bring you into it, they, they don't 
oh, so we're the Harkonnen family. We're the Atreides family. Like, they're not going to spoon feed you. Oh, speaking of that, like, for example, I assumed that the movie didn't want to explain that there was this long history between them and the emperor or whatever. So I kind of just made up my own story to uh, satisfy that curiosity so that I can continue with the movie. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes that's all you need to be like, okay, there was some history between them and that's it. Yeah. And like some sometimes it'll like for any cartoon, I'll be like, well, that's not enough it's not it's not enough. Why why does he hate her so much? It wasn't that bad what she did to him. But so then then you, then it's just a kid story or something and you have to be like, well, she drank his milkshake. That's enough for him to hate her. <laughs> yeah. But you know, as far as like this movie is concerned, I enjoyed it for the entertainment aspect that it offered. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that there's more there are more layers to this story than is being revealed in that first um, part. And what I really liked is that how they threaded this whole idea of the Bene Gesserit and the real role that they're playing behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Because what I really... Okay, this is... Now I'm going a little deeper into this movie, but what I just absolutely loved was that the real force behind the emperor and these clan families and their power were women. Yeah. And they were running the show. They were doing all this planning for, what is it, centuries or something? Yeah. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. And I want to and I want to know more. And just because of that, I'm definitely going to watch part two. And now I'll, I'll probably consider reading the book just so... Um, I, I just love good stories. I thought this yeah, was a good yeah. story. What did you think of it as... Because actually in the book, they use a lot of Arabic words. And like... It's yeah, like, I noticed that. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm not sure if... In the movie too, they were real Arabic words. Yes, because I was they I was wondering Arabic if they because like the in the book they're calling him not Muadi, it's Muadi, but with a B at the end. And and I was like, I wonder if in, they've changed some of these words to be less Arabic. No, in the in the movie they distinctly used Arabic words, but they just skewed the pronunciation a little bit. I think to make it sound more like futury. Do you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or futuristic is the word, not yeah. futury. Whatever. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but no, but when I was watching the movie and they landed on the sand planet, yeah, uh, I was like, oh, they're actually using Arabic words. And sometimes the word felt kind of mangled, but you knew it was an Arabic word or it was based on an Arabic word that they were intentionally kind of misprint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And I wanted to know what was the idea behind having it feel... Um, Kind of almost Middle Eastern in 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 the like the Sahara and the Bedouins. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like the author, the I got. like the author himself was really influenced. I don't know if he like went there or whatever, but like a lot of the stuff is based on Arabic traditions and yeah, Bedouins especially. Like that that came up in my research oh. of it. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah. So I definitely noticed that, and they did use Arabic words. Um, or, or Arabic sounding words, but you you can tell that whatever language the I'm sorry I already forgot the name of the people the sand people the Fremen oh yeah the Fremen I mean it wasn't just Arabic but you can tell that they had some basis in Arabic so mm-hmm. yeah I like it really when people cool. create languages for movies that's cool I know it's really <laughs> cool <laughs> like Star Star Wars there's a whole uh, 
universe of languages. And yeah, they words. call now they call them conlangs, and and like people learn them. People can actually speak them. Like they have grammar structures incredible. and everything. Oh my god, that's so cool! It reminded me a friend of mine in the past. You know, she developed her own language of gibberish. Mm-hmm. I I guess a lot of people speak gibberish, but she was telling me like the rules of gibberish, and she actually spoke it as a language. Like uh, with her family, they actually spoke gibberish. And I'm like, oh, my God. And she was trying to teach me the mechanics of gibberish and how you speak it. And I'm like, wait, you made it into an actual language? And she's like, yeah, to me, that was so impressive. That's really amazing. (laughs) It seems like you could just make up stuff like Google, Google, Google. Yeah. And it. And they understood each other like they made a whole language and she was even trying to tell me the rules of the language. (laughs) So I'm like, wow, okay. (laughs) I know that me and my sister had our own language when we were like below four years old or something. And apparently a lot of twins do. And like apparently some twins have to go to speech therapy like as kids because they don't know how to speak English or whatever their language is basically. (laughs) Well, we didn't have to go. uh, Dana and I didn't have to go to speech therapy, but we definitely had a combination language because when we were little we didn't speak Arabic and mm-hmm. we didn't speak English so we spoke up we spoke some mangled version of the two together yeah which made it very hard for people to understand us but I mean my mom and dad could figure out what we were saying and so did my family but like when we got to kindergarten everyone looked at us like we were aliens no one could understand what we were saying and so <laughs> that's when we had to like really learn one language at a time and like rehabilitate the way not rehabilitate that's a strong word but you know what I mean yeah learn actual like pick a language and speak it (laughs) yeah yeah I wonder if that's common for a lot of bilingual kids that makes me think of because the the managers at Coldstone there was one pair of Dutch and Egyptian parents and so their kid was like growing up speaking and like these are two languages that don't really go together because I can't remember what it was but like the Dutch word for like poop or something was the Arabic word for water and so something like that where it's really funny and oh, so it's very, like this kid this kid doesn't <laughs> the kid doesn't know like what it's like what is he asking for because <laughs> oh, they're, they're so they're so different these two languages I know I could put him on the toilet and give him a cup of water and yeah. him <laughs> I can't I can't remember exactly what but it was something funny like that whatever the combination oh, was yeah that's an interesting combination for sure but oh. so yeah, like uh, anything else about the movie? Um, <laughs> bringing us back to that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to Dune. I enjoyed it for the entertainment aspect that it provided, and I like the actors in the movie. I thought they all did well. I, I'm not hating on Jason Momoa. I love Jason Momoa. Um, but <laughs> I always find that there's something that seems to be a little lacking from his performance. And I'm not speaking as any kind of pro, so I'm not hating on yeah. him at all. But there's just. Um, I don't know what it is exactly. Um, something sometimes seems to be missing, and I found that a little bit with his performance, especially towards the second half of the movie. Oh, I don't really, I don't really know how to judge performances, but and I I should like that's something I need to learn more as of an actor is like when I think something is good, other people be like, no, that was bad, and when I think something's bad, they're like, that was amazing. You see, I I can't judge another person's performance other than by this standard. Do I stay in it or am I taken out of it? And so sometimes with Jason Momoa, when he acts, I'm taken out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because then I'm focused on the way he's acting instead of just his character and how he's portraying it. And so that's what I mean by something lacking. And it's not a professional opinion. It's just my own. Uh, If you guys out there agree or disagree, let us know because I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good standard. But yeah, and I need to focus in on that. I really liked the costumes and they put a lot of detail into it. And I'm surprised that they didn't 
film it like the way they film Lord of the Rings with all of them at once. Like, I don't know, like if, if they have begun or, or have done some filming for number two already and they did it the same oh, time I as number one. I think I actually one. read an article because I was curious if, because, you know, when the movie starts, it says part one. Yeah, yeah. So after the movie, I went and Googled it. I'm like, is there going to be a part two? Because, you know, you can clearly tell that there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. And they said that... Um, based on the initial reception that they went ahead and greenlit a second part but they were just waiting I guess I think they initially wanted to film both parts at the same time but they decided to take a wait and see approach to see how part one did yeah I have heard that a part two well like for some reason sci-fi movies don't do well in like general audiences and so it can be really hard to to, because Americans aren't scientific I don't know oh (laughs) no like they do okay in Europe, but they don't do well in America. Like, so it can be hard, and unless you make it really amazing, like the, like I don't know, Star Wars is not really science fiction; it's more fantasy, yeah. and Star Trek is more science fiction. And they did a good job with the recent new ones that people I think actually I have went to, to see brush them. up on what qualifies as science fiction. Science fiction because refers I, to to me feels like fantasy. I didn't think. It yeah, was it fiction. it is more actually, and. Um, apparently, like, so the the civilizations of Dune, they did have computers and stuff like that centuries ago, and then they banned them because they were, like, no thinking machines. And so that's why they have, like, swords oh, and stuff like see, that that's again. that's part of that that I didn't understand because I'm like, look, they're, they're so in the future, like, way into the future when it takes place. But it feels almost... Um, yeah fantasy like even the way the way they dress like even the women's clothing and stuff it's so uh old-timey yeah i think it's cool i like those kinds of mixes but yeah Yeah. that's that's part of the lore or whatever Uh, that they've banned computers but yeah so science fiction usually is about actual science terms and computers and stuff and Mm. some something is illustrated that they could really be real and and like Star Wars is just fantasy because they make up numbers and they, I mean, they make up like concepts and stuff like that. That And it's not really based on the science. It's more based on like just the story or something like that. So this is so um, so the Dune world, it is uh, a futuristic universal society where they're so advanced, just even the way they live their lives and the little things that they use on their day to day basis and the, even the kind of powers that they have. Right. Mm hmm. But because they're so um, subjugated by the emperor, they can't effectively use technology in the way that their ancestors did. Is that what's going on? Yeah, well, there was a ban. There was a law that said no computers, no thinking machines. And so that's, I, I don't know if the emperor did that or if everybody accepted it or what, but I guess for centuries mm. or See, something. There's they... so much more to the story, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a good going book. Going back and like, reading the book. Yeah, yeah it's 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 dense. It's not that long, but it's dense. I, I think it's like four hundred pages, and yeah, like give things a chance. So the my my takeaway is, if you're watching a movie and you don't quite understand something, just watch it to the end. Don't ask questions. Of like, try to just watch it yourself the first time. Even if you're alone in a room with somebody, where you can be like, so what? What are they doing now? What? Just just watch it. Try not to ask questions and just watch and accept. And then at the end, you can ask questions or on a second watch, then you can ask questions. And can I also just be frank? Make up your own uh, opinion, like come up to your like with your own conclusion about what you think of a movie. Don't rely on reviews to tell you what you should think before or after the fact. Like, you know, for example, a long time ago, I used to have this friend who would say something was good, like a movie was good. 
or a show was good. And then when everybody around her said, actually, it sucks. How can you like it? She goes, oh, I don't think it's good at all, even though she enjoyed it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So it's like, I get it, you know. But uh, make up your own mind before you just dismiss something. You might like it. Yeah, like I have things that I love and then I'm I'm like, what? The critics only say like 23%? What? Who are yeah. these people? What was I, I, I know was for me, sometimes recently. it makes me doubt myself. I'm like, wait. Is my standard like too low? Am I not understanding something? And I'm like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, Everybody Hook. has their own opinion. Yeah, because I was just watching the movie Hook with Robin Williams and uh, like you, the one where he's a grown up Peter Pan. Have you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like that one has horrible ratings. And I was like, I love this movie. And uh, I watched it as a kid and I remember enjoying it. Yeah. And even as an adult, I love it. I know that there's things wrong with it, but like I love it. And and so I don't care what the critics say. Exactly. And you know what? This little takeaway can remind us whether you're pursuing a creative profession like voiceover the way we are. Sometimes you just got to do your thing and forget about what critics say. I mean, you could always take it into consideration to improve along the way. But we're just talking about just opinion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's constructive feedback that, you know, from someone that you value and admire or trust or whatever, that's different. But, you know. Just sometimes just enjoy it for what it is or just do your thing. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, we have a takeaway even with a movie review. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think we can always end like quickly on that. Like because I remember going to a music competition and playing something, a Beethoven piece for a a competition. And and one of the judges was like, oh, good, blah, blah, blah. That was really good. And the other judge was like, do you even know who Beethoven is? And really harsh. And like my my Beethoven style wasn't good enough. And and. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Everything is opinions, even when the people are really learned, like they could be really different. So critics, movies, whatever, like just just... even live in a time where even facts have become opinion, unfortunately. So make your use your best judgment. Yeah. All right. So thank you. And if you haven't seen the movie, you can find it on HBO Max or maybe in theaters. Yeah. And oh my God, this was so fun. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> Tell us what you guys think. And uh, even if we like went a little too long with this or whatever, if there's other movies, um, we'll do our best to give our honest opinion and make it succinct and really fun for you guys to listen to. So yes. I enjoyed this. Thank, Thank you. you. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, email, website, and we are available and listening. And ready for you guys. We're ready. We're here. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, Bye. take care. <laughs> That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.